Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. The man himself, the great Brady Quinn. Jonas, it's, uh, there's some big things happening right now in the world of amateur sports. I'll just say college sports. A lot to get to. It's hard to kind of sort through because some of it's kind of technical. But I think it is worth dis- discussing because as we talked about probably a couple of weeks ago, July 1st is coming. And when July 1st comes in six states, college sports are, are going to be changing in a big, big way. And in, in fact, in a way that we've never really seen before. And it may mean ultimately the dismantling of the NCAA down the road. Yeah, and that was uh, there's still some fallout. A couple of uh, a couple of days ago, um, the Supreme Court voted nine nothing unanimously. Um, basically, long story short, there's a lot of you know uh, big words and technical details to all this. <laughs> long story short, just for, for just to make it simple, you can't put a fi- you can't put a cap on compensation towards education related benefits for student athletes. Correct. Is that basically uh, what came out of the meeting? Sure. That, that, that's not how I, I describe it. So here's how I describe it. Name, image, and likeliness. That is the hot-button topic right now that essentially the Supreme Court ruled on right now. 
And, and the reason why that's important is because for the longest time, college athletes have been viewed as amateurs. They haven't been able to do marketing deals or capitalize off of what they've done on the field or court or arena and be able to make money through different vehicles, whether that's social media, which now, again, didn't exist two decades ago. It now exists. Uh, it, it's going to be very profitable for these young people um, or, or any other you know, uh, avenue to be able to make that money. It's it's it hasn't been there for them, and it now because six states have passed separate legislation that becomes live July first, uh, uh, you know, coming up here in a little over a week, that's now all in the docket. So the federal government, I think there's a bill they're at least talking about uh, doing something on a national basis, and the NCAA are trying to get their ducks in a row as far as how they're going to handle this. Now, the Supreme Court's decision essentially said to the NCAA. You cannot continue to conduct business the way you have. We've made a unanimous decision that you can no longer disallow these student-athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. They basically set the standard to that if anyone is to sue the NCAA for antitrust laws or violations, meaning you know, in this case, the NCAA is operating in a manner which is holding down or the ability of their employee to seek future compensation off something – if indeed they try to do that, they're going to be subject to a lawsuit. And, and so there will be lawsuits that come with this Supreme Court decision because they can already relate back to what uh, Supreme Court Justice you know, Brad Kavanaugh had to say. The, the real question becomes what the NCAA does now. Name, image, and likeliness is something that I've always been an advocate for. I don't understand why they've tried to put a cap on it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You know, you're looking at other students, for example, who could be in you know the music department, and if they happen to make a song that goes onto a top Billboard list, they can go out and be compensated for it. If there is a young entrepreneur in the school who decides to start a company or creates an invention, he can go out and get paid and make a bunch of money. Now they could still potentially be on an academic scholarship. And that's not going to take away their ability to earn that income or a music scholarship or whatever the case may be. But student-athletes can't for some reason. So now this really opens up the floodgates for how you know, current student-athletes can be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. But also what becomes a slippery slope, future student-athletes, kids who are in high school right now coming into college and I think that's more of my curiosity is what happens in recruiting what guarantees what things are promised to a lot of these kids coming to high school into college and 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 it, and it gets to leave even deeper and a little bit more uh, convoluted because you've got agents who as it stands right now if I'm a player coming out of college going into the NFL and, th- and this isn't supposed to happen but it's happening all the time yeah an agent will give a kid a marketing advance or bonus and they'll say to him, I'll give you 50K, 100,000 up front if you come with me, because we'll be able to recoup that through different marketing avenues that we have for you know, trading cards and different social media posts or other marketing campaigns we'll do with other brands and sponsors. That's what they do to get some of these kids. And it's completely illegal. It is completely illegal. The NFLPA doesn't allow it. It still goes on. That, that kind of stuff is now going to start happening to kids who are coming out of high school into college because these agents, because the NFLPA hasn't made it it specific in any way, if these agents are able to represent these kids for marketing purposes for name, image, and likeliness while they're in college. 
So now these agents are going to be signing kids essentially out of high school into college to represent them for name, image, and likeliness, and then they'll end up signing with them once they leave college to go to the NFL. And also, it, coming out of high school, pretty impressionable. You, you get with a guy and sign a guy, you sign with somebody who gets you all these marketing deals or whatever at the college level. The thought for the agent is, well, I mean, they're going to stay with me to the pro level. 100%. Well, yeah. Well, so, and, so, and there could be other benefits and things that in lieu of how they're going about doing it because there's really no overseeing governing body. And I think that's where the NCAA is trying to say, hold on a second. Like, we're just going to open this thing up like the wild, wild west, and we're going to let all these kids be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness and not think that there's some illegal activity going on? Who's going to govern it? Are we going to ask the schools to police themselves? How does that work? I mean, we still got the basketball scandal going on, so there's that issue with things. It's not like state by state, six states again, July 1st now will open this up. It's not like they're going to assign a specific task force to oversee this. So it does become a big question mark as to not necessarily how you're going to put a cap on it, but how are you going to go about regulating it so you don't right. have you know, the, the agents playing a, a corrupt portion of all this or the universities and how they can be on the up and up and not necessarily taking advantage of either the kids, their parents, or just the overall situation. So there's a lot to be sorted out and figured out. And, and honestly, it, it really is going to come down to what the NCAA is going to be able to do between now and July 1st if they're able to put in any sorts of like rules or regulations because they're going to be subject to lawsuits because of this Supreme Court decision. And then beyond that, what the schools or conferences decide to do. And the one thing they have to be careful of is collusion because the second that a school or a number of schools in a conference or even the NCAA for that matter tries to basically set a standard or tries to set the same rules and regulations, then they subject themselves to more lawsuits. So instead of suing the NCAA, it's going to be suing the conference. It could be suing the individual universities who have these same exact rules and regulations. That's, that's where this thing has become extremely difficult to know what the outcome is going to be even a year or two from now. Look, I, I, obviously, the current model needs there needs to be adjustments, major adjustments, and kids should be able to get some sort of compensation. You know, as, as a student athlete, I, and I think a lot, majority of people would agree on that. But well, I mean, hold on, but hold on, because I don't, I, I don't. When people sit here and say that they're like, well, student athletes should be paid, it's ignorant because they don't understand the model. Like, these student-athletes get unlimited meals. They get room, board, and tuition, something that I think there's a lot of people out there with student loan debt who, unless you live in the state of California where Gavin Newsom's just going to pay for all your debt and it doesn't matter, wow. you're, probably, you're still wow. probably upset about the debt that you've got to pay for your tuition, whether undergraduate, graduate, whatever the case may be. And, and so a lot of kids don't take it seriously. They don't you know, utilize their degree and how they should, like everyone else in the world. And so they are getting something. They get stipends where they get a certain amount of money per month. There's discretionary funds where these kids can fly in their parents or their girlfriend or whatever to games. They have access to all sorts of things. It really has come a long way from where it was. And, and like I said, I do believe they should be able to profit off their name, image, and likeliness. Yes. But don't, don't start telling me about pay-to-play. That's two different conversations. People tend to mix these two things up, and they need to understand they're distinctly different. Uh, an athlete profiting off their name, image, and likeliness for marketing purposes is different than the university paying them a wage like an employee for their services as an athlete. 
Because no, that's it, a complicated road. That's like you've got to unionize. You're going to get taxed. I sent you a whole example. I'm sure you didn't read the email. If these kids don't realize, if they <laughs> want to be paid, I'm just saying, if, if they want to be paid for pay for play and you get whatever salary you get, all right, you have to understand, if your tuition's what, 60000 a year, depending on what school you go to, add that on top of the income they're making, they could be hit with a huge tax bill. And they're not receiving all the cash because part of that's a benefit in tuition. And so then you've got to start talking about, okay, like what deductions do we have off of that? Do we really want to foot these kids with a $20,000, $25,000 tax bill when they're not even making that much you know, from their player's salary? No. And, and, and that, doesn't even, that doesn't even start to get into Title IX and how it's going to completely you know, force other you know, scholarship athletes who are men's and women's sports, like Olympic sports, to just go out the window. Like no, they my, wouldn't be able to support the athletic department. My, my whole point is on the name image likeness and, and these guys getting paid and especially the guys who look, you're one of the guys who when you were playing college football, you would have made a killing on name image and likeness because you were a popular player. You were a successful player. So it's not like everybody should be given the same amount of money and the same financial benefits as everybody else because it doesn't work that way. It would be nice if it did. It doesn't work that way. My whole point is we got to be careful where we go with this because everybody just wants to say, oh, get rid of the NCAA and just throw it all away and make sure everybody gets, gets uh, you know, a bunch of money because they're bringing in all this money for the university. All right, so does that mean that you're going to pay the first string running back the same and give him the same amount as the third string guy? What happens to a walk-on? What happens to the back end of the roster, the guys that are never going to play? They should get the same amount as everybody else. I just feel like uh, but, people but again, are wanting to pay. Two different conversations. Exactly. But people are combining those conversations saying, well, this has been broken for a long time and they make all this money. Of course, it should all go back to the players. You can't just just spread it all out and say, have at it, guys. There's got to be things that they've got to do because we're entering into a dangerous territory. Look, recruiting's already scandalous to begin with. I mean, right. with this and stuff. And it has been for a long time. Of course. With this stuff now being implemented, I just don't think it's the easiest thing in the world like people are trying to paint it out to be that, oh, now that we've got all this money, I think players should be given all the opportunities to, to, to be impacted financially by all this. It, the, the conversation is so much more layered than that, and it's not just the easiest fix in the world that a lot of people are painting it out to be. That's no, my point. And, and, no, I'm with you. And, and they, 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 again, they don't distinguish between what name, image, and likeness is and then pay for players. Two completely different things. And you bring up a great point. You know, is someone going to be paying the backup quarterback the same as a starting quarterback? No. And, and if we ever did get there, and I said this to you, like down the road, if, the, if football breaks off from, um, you know, being under, under the NCAA's guise, if you will, which really that doesn't hurt the NCAA. A lot of people don't realize the NCAA doesn't make that much money off football. They don't handle any of the postseason for Division One or any of the Power Five schools or Group of Five schools. It's the subsequent divisions. So where the NCAA makes the bulk of their money is from basketball and March Madness. So that's what would really potentially hurt them is if football and basketball decided to up and leave. Football is already on its own you know, path to kind of go elsewhere. It just depends on how the Power Five conferences and, and Group of Five, if they want to make them a part of it, will end up aligning to be able to adjust to what would be new state laws or federal laws that would change the manner in which they'd operate. But if that's the case... If they end up deciding to pay these players and look at them like employees, you're not going to have as many scholarships. Yeah. Because these universities are going to say, we're, we're not, we don't need as many. We don't need 85 kids on our roster. Look at the NFL. You know, they have 53 on their active roster. 
They don't even have that many on game day. We could get by with 60. And so it's going to limit the amount of, of players that are brought in. It's going to it's going to change the way they're operated. They're going to have to get find a commissioner. They're going to have to unionize. They're going to have to have someone negotiating on their behalf constantly. You know, they're going to have to figure out, um, you know, how they're going to go about, you know, dividing up the wages because not everyone's going to, you know, someone's they're gonna, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm going to make the same as the kicker when, when I'm the one out there playing the whole time. <laughs> so that, that becomes a very difficult road. And I don't think the players understand that. I don't think the players understand either the fact that if you want to be paid for your play, I'm again, not talking name, image and likeness here, but pay for play. You are going to tell every female sport out there because none of them generate revenue. And that's the truth. That's not me being sexist. That's just the truth. You're going to tell them their scholarships go away. The universities, their athletic departments aren't going to be able to support them. You know, UConn, for example, was one that, you know, even as good as they are in men's and women's basketball, they're still operating at a deficit, their athletic department. I think there was an article a few years ago, like a $30 million deficit. And then you get people who are like, well, look at the universities. Look how much they're making. Look at, look at their endowment. Okay, newsflash. When you donate to a university, you endow funds. It's to a specific cause. Like when I donate to the Ohio State University or Notre Dame for the different veteran programs we have, those endowed funds go to a specific cause for veterans because that's what I'm passionate about. So you can't tap into those funds and just take them and say, well, we're, we're going to take this, this donation you made and we're going to throw it to student-athletes. Because I've, I've, I've already said to you, I don't want you doing that. If I want to support the football team, I'll go ahead and donate to the football team and, 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 and endow those funds to go to that. But until that day happens, you know, this is, this is geared towards veterans. So pe- people don't seem to understand that. Like the way this, all thing, this whole thing operates – the, the student athletic department isn't making as much money as they all think they are because of the cost that's associated due to Title IX with providing equal scholarships to men's and women's sports. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing, uh, and, and there's plenty more to get into on that uh, discussion when we come up uh, later on in the show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, she is one of our favorites. Uh, the great Shannon Spake stops by. I've got a question for her because I saw something yesterday on Fox Sports 1 I was completely and totally outraged by. We'll get into that next here. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we had a streak, a major streak, a controversial streak in the world of sports that was broken last night. We will get into all of that coming up here again a little over 10 minutes from now, later on this hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Right now, she is always kind enough to join us here on FSR. She is one of our favorites. Shannon Spake of Fox Sports uh, covers NASCAR, has covered college football, college basketball, you name it, uh, a Jill of all trades, as they say. Uh, Shannon, what's happening? How are you on this Wednesday? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Got to sleep in a little bit this morning. Not the nice. 620 spot, but um, but feeling good, yeah. Well, I, I got to ask you this, and I don't mean to, to yep. start a controversy here on the show, but uh, I was watching um, I was watching Race Hub, okay? Now, I do yeah. a show, an afternoon show uh, slash evening show on Fox Sports Radio straight out of Vegas, and so I always have Race Hub on my television while we're doing the show. And I noticed that after yesterday's edition of Race Hub, a movie came on, and that movie was Hoosiers. And I knew that we were going to be talking with you today, and it got me thinking about something that I I feel like something gets disrespected. And you obviously covering NASCAR maybe can speak on this. But when we talk about great sports movies of all time, how the hell does Days of Thunder not venture into the conversation? All right, I, I I, I, I take personal offense to that because I think it's one of the most underrated movies ever. Days of Thunder. Everyone talks Hoosiers. It was on Fox Sports 1 yesterday, but Days of Thunder never, ever gets brought up in the conversation of great sports movies of all time. Well, you're talking to the wrong people then because, I mean, I would say absolutely Days of Thunder is in that move. I mean, if you didn't learn about drafting with the – you know, the sweet and low package on Nicole Kidman's <laughs> leg. I, I don't know where, where are you living? I mean, this is, this is they, they, the best part about that movie was that like, he looked like he got out of a coal mine every time he jumped out of that car and took off those, um, <laughs> took off that, uh, that face mask or the goggles that he wore. But my goodness, we quote that all the time Four perfectly uh, matched pair of tires. If you're if rubbing is racing, slow is fast, fast is slow. I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest movies ever, for sure. I'm glad that you are, are paying due respect um, uh, to Days of Sunday. I actually saw Tom Cruise in the uh, garage, like in the uh, garage area. He was a guest of Rick Hendrick. And you, like, 
Okay, I always say, like, do you know the movie Austin Powers where they say, like, not Madonna, not Madonna, not Madonna, Madonna, not Madonna. Like, you know where their space <laughs> is sort of taking up. That's how it was with Tom Cruise. Like, I, you were like, there he is. And you couldn't help but maybe just, like, follow him for a little bit, just, just watch him walk. It was uh, it was really cool. Okay, did he look like a NASCAR driver, though? I mean, how tall is Tom Cruise? I mean, what are we talking about here? Not very tall, but okay. it's still Tom Cruise. His, his space, he takes up a lot of space. I've done a game at Hinkle Field, Fieldhouse, by the way. And I uh, got to meet Bobby Plump and that whole crew. And I uh, got to do like a sit-down interview with Bobby Plump. And it was, um, it was really, really cool. Gosh, I love Hoosiers. But, but I also love Days of Thunder. I haven't seen it in a while. That was a great cast, though. Because it was, what, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Robert Duvall, I think, was in that. Uh, yeah, and Randy it was, Quaid. Um, yeah, it was the Quaid brother that, that's kind of lost his mind a little bit. I, I, I screw up. Well, yeah, I mean, he was good back then, Dennis. though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. There are a lot of great movies, and I would definitely say that that was that's right up there with them. Um, Rudy, obviously, I heard you guys talking about it. I guess um, you're not a big Jesus. fan, Jonas of, of Rudy. It's, it's just fi- listen. It's fake. Like here's here's my problem. I mean, like, it's, it's technically not fake. It, it is <sighs> maybe a bit exaggerated. Yeah, like Joe Montana uh, was d- in an interview with the Dan Patrick Show, uh, which you can hear on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Joe Montana, a couple of years back, laughed because he was a member of that Notre Dame team because yeah. he said, yeah, we carried him off our shoulders, but it was more like a joke than anything else. Like nobody really thought anything of it. And and the whole scene where the guys at Notre Dame lay their jerseys down because they want Rudy to take their spot well, yeah, never happened. It's a happened. movie, dude. I mean, I come mean, on. Come on. Like, like, come it, on. It's a movie. Relax. Right. Now, there are some things. I mean, I, like when you talk to Rudy about it, he would tell you that it would have been like a six-hour film because he went and served. Like, do you remember how his brother came in and sniped his girl? Do you remember that, that whole deal? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that was my first question to Rudy. All right. When I first met Rudy, I said, "Hold on, we got to talk about this." Like, for a second. like Rudy or the guy who, who played Rudy in like um, Sean Austin. No, yeah, yeah, like yeah. actual Rudy, like actual, you know, <laughs> <laughs> actual, actual Rudiger. Yeah. Um, like we sat down. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was it was actually Rudy. And I said, dude, you, you just let your brother snipe your girl like that. And he goes, well, I actually went and served in the military and then came back. And so not a lot of people know about that. And when I was gone, you know, obviously I, I figured she'd probably move on. No one better than my brother. I was like, oh, all right. That was actually a good explanation. Yeah. So then he started to talk about the whole journey. It actually is a great story. The problem is you don't have enough time to really go through all of it. And so they had to exaggerate some spots. Like the chanting of Rudy, I don't know that that ever actually took place. But he used to box in a thing called Bangle Bouts. And they used to chant his name when he used to box in that. It's like a big, big boxing tournament that, Jonas, you'd probably be a big fan of. But that's what they used to do back in the day. Um, and they still do it to this day. But they used to chant his name. That's where the kind of chant thing came from. I don't know that anyone in Notre Dame State ever actually did it. But, again, I digress. We're just getting off on a complete tangent here yeah. with movies this morning. And about Hoosiers, right? I mean, I heard there was, like, no shot clock. So that whole, like, dramatic ending to the movie, <laughs> like, it really took, like, 40 minutes. So, <laughs> uh, just just saying, hate to hate to burst that bubble for you too this early in the morning. But uh, Talladega Nights too. I mean, you got to put that up there. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't say shake and bake on a on a regular basis? And uh, and that movie was incredible as well. As much of a spoof as it was, it was incredible. 
Uh, Shannon Spake joining us here on uh, Fox Sports Radio of Fox Sports. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, uh, outkick the coverage here on FSR. So, Shannon, I want to ask you, um, you know, I don't know why Brady wanted to start talking about movies here. I mean, I want to do I want to do a professional interview and he's taking us off on a tangent here. It's just ridiculous what this guy does. But when it comes to where we're at with, um, you know, collegiate athletes potentially getting paid, um, you know, what name, image and likeness is something that that we've talked about a bunch that Brady has broken down uh, beautifully here to, just some of the the pitfalls that could fall in place, some of the dangers of this stuff happening. You've obviously spent a lot of time around college sports. Um, you've seen high level college sports. If you could, if you could fix the current model, if you could do something to make this fair for everybody involved, what would you do if, if they came to you and said, "What is the best idea to try and fix where we're at with the NCAA and collegiate athletes, and potentially, uh, you know, getting you know some sort of uh, financial gain from you know them being you know featured in all these big sporting events and et cetera, et cetera"? What would you do? Yeah, I mean, it's such a slippery slope because once you open the floodgates, I feel like I feel like something absolutely needs to change because like kids not being able to wash their cars with water that comes from the school uh or or eat something that's considered like I remember one time I was at Alabama and they couldn't put like jelly in something because it was considered um a, a, you know a re- it was against it was against their regulations and I feel like some of those things are absolutely ridiculous. And, and I think that, you know, Brady, I did hear your argument on it. And I think that we all agree that some of those things are just ridiculous, right? It's common sense. Uh, but at the same time, how do you not open those floodgates and allow just so much to take place? I mean, maybe it's some kind of fund for the kids when they get out of school uh, yep. based on how long they're in school. Because I've seen so many cases of young athletes who have nothing at home, right? I mean, there's a lot of athletes that come from from good families. If this doesn't work, if they get hurt, if any of these things happen, they still have things that they can fall back on. But there are way too many examples of kids who this is it. This is their shot. And if they get hurt or if something happens to them while they're playing college ball and they don't have what's coming up next, that big payday in the NFL or in the NBA or whatever it may be, I do think that we need to protect those kids as well because they are putting their bodies on the line for, let's face it, a big business who people are, everybody's making money off of them. And so maybe it's a fund for them when they get out, a fund for their family if something were to happen. Maybe it's something like that because I do think you risk paying these kids and then, like I said, the floodgates just open. But there has to be something. I think that we can all agree on that because the current model is just, it's benefiting one person or one, one entity. And right. that's the colleges and that's the, the coaches and that's the NCAA. What about the kids that are putting their bodies on the line and playing? Right. No. And, and look, look. The t- let's be real. The TV contracts have a little something to do with it, too. You know, they're getting a lot yeah. of compensation from that. Uh, and rightfully so, whether it's the universities, student athletes, it's a product that people want to watch. And then they're obviously willing to pay for, you know, we, we know the models changing with broadcast, cable, television and, and digital and all that. But the reality is it's must see TV. And that's why they're able to generate so yeah. much revenue. I, I like the idea of a fund. At, you know, post career, because I, I do mm-hmm. think it's interesting, like you as a mom, because one of the things that I think gets lost in all this is like the education you know, portion of it. Like I've talked to people too, people I work with 
who they don't believe in today's education system. And I think it's because they're taking for granted the fact that they're getting it for free as a student athlete. And it probably doesn't help either that, not to get on a political tangent, but you know, you've got all these people who some have paid for their education, and now you're, you're gotten people talking about giving free education. It's like, well, hold on a second. <laughs> like, one, like I, I'd love to know how the professors feel about just giving away education for free. Maybe, maybe they're okay with that. Maybe they're not. I, I would imagine they'll get paid less for it unless it's subsidized. But the reality is this, is, is at some point, too, a lot of these athletes aren't going to go pro and have the career they think they're going to have. The average career span in the NFL is three years, maybe less than that. Yep. I mean, I would yep. imagine as, as, as a mom, like, wouldn't you be saying to your kids, as great as it is to be able to profit off all this stuff and maybe if, if they're you know, able to get scholarships to be pulled a certain direction, and there's still got to be an emphasis on the degree and what they're going to do after their, their sports days are over, right? Yeah, I mean, and no question. And, and honestly, Brady, like, I cover those Kentucky kids, right, and the Kentucky kids that were one and done. And honestly, like, some of them did come back and finish their education, even though they were playing in the NBA. They'd come back if they were, you know, rehabbing or, or during, you know, you know, the off season, And they would come back and they would still get their degree. I found that to be, like, I was surprised to hear some of those stories, that they did come back. Because, like you said, not everyone's an Anthony Davis, right? Not everyone is going to go and make these huge contracts. Some of them obviously have to go play overseas. or um, and, and so, yes, I 100%. I understand the argument um, that they're getting the education and they get the free room and board, and that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I totally get that. I'm not arguing against that. But I do think that something needs – these kids need to be protected somehow in case they do get injured while they're doing something that's making people a lot of money. Shannon Spake, uh, the great Shannon Spake, that is, of Fox Sports. Uh, we always appreciate you popping on with us here. And uh, and thank you for agreeing me uh, with the Days of Thunder take, because I felt like that was an important <laughs> thing I had to get off my chest. Because uh, yeah. I feel like of it doesn't course. get the respect yeah. it th- deserves. Th- th- thank you, Jonas, for bringing that up. I mean, listen. <laughs> that, that, that was the important part. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the least I could do uh, to uh, provide a little bit of clarity on the what is a great sports movie conversation that many people have had for a long, long time. So I feel like we got something done there, Shannon. Yeah. And, and by the way, I made a cake last night, so I think I'm going to try to get into culinary school. Do well, you think they'll let me in to culinary school like um, like Tim is trying to get into the tight end camp just because oh. I made a cake last night? <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> the berries are actually a little different for that. Yeah, you should yeah, be okay. She may make it happen. Uh, all right, Shannon, uh, we appreciate it. Let's do it again next week. Thanks so much as always. Thanks, Shannon. Of course, guys. Take care. Uh, she's one of the best. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. It's outkick the coverage here on FSR. By the way, uh, a streak was broken in the world of sports. It's a major one. Uh, we will get into that next here on FSR. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I do think uh, it's important to um, uh, to point this out. Um, you know, a lot of people, Brady, they like to focus on countdowns, correct? Uh, they, they like to talk a lot about, uh, you know, if there's a, if they, like the start of the NFL season, a big one. You know, people are really, really excited about it. They go, oh, my God, you know, the NFL season starts in September and, huh. and everybody get fired up for it. Countdowns or rankings. Right now is the time of year where any sport that's in its offseason, the top 10 this, the top five this, yeah. the bottom, it's, and that's all you'll read anywhere you look. Yeah, and well, here's here's what I would like to uh, just remind people of, or at least let people know uh, what is actually happening. You and I talked about Tim Tebow and the idea that if you know during preseason games, there's going to be some players that are trying to make a roster that are going to want to take out Tim Tebow because they're going to want to get their name out there, and he's got a big name uh, and he's a name brand. On the subject of the preseason, do you realize we are 43 days away from the start of the NFL preseason? 43 days until the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and the Cowboys on August 5th. So while everybody else... Listen, and and while everybody else is sitting there focusing on the regular season, I personally missed the preseason last year. I love preseason football. I like that they don't paint the end zones. Uh, I like that it looks, uh, you know, that the the stadiums are half empty, uh, which, you know, they look completely full in comparison to what we had last year. I love 
love NFL, NFL preseason football, and we are just 43 days away from having it right in front of our very eyes. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait for the NFL season. I cannot wait either. And, and I got, like when you said that to me, I got a little bit like nervous, almost like there was a pit in my stomach. <laughs> Because I'm used to being like, okay, got to get ourselves in shape. We got to make sure. I mean, usually right. I was always training, but like, got to make sure we're ready for that 300 yard shuttle test and ready to go into camp, tip top shape out there, training in the heat, getting ready for putting the pads on. You know, OTAs and mini camp, you're going to have your helmet on, but that's kind of it. It's a little more kind of fluff compared to training camp. When you get in training camp, Everything gets ratcheted up a little bit. The intensity is ratcheted up each day, and you got to get through some of those dog days. Now, it's not like it used to be back when you used to have the old two-a-days, one-a-days, and you actually used to hit in back-to-back days. You know, Now um, it, it's a lot less than that. Starters really don't play in the preseason, but I, just, I love seeing the, the players who are just trying to make the back end of the roster. I do too. Love the, it. The, the young guys, you know, the quarterbacks in particular that are going out there for their first snaps. I'll, I'll still never forget mine. Um, against the Detroit Lions back my rookie year, like just walking out in the field for the first time. Even though it's not like a, a regular season game, it's still your first time doing it in your uniform against another team and in front of fans. It's it's a special experience. It's um it's 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 something that you'll never forget. It's something that's a ton of fun. And in part because at the end of the day, it's like, all right, who cares if we won or lost a preseason game? I mean, the players care. They want to go out there and perform well and win. But it's not like the fans care quite as much. You know, if they're looking at preseason to be an indication of anything, uh, I got bad news for you, man. There's no correlation, <laughs> all right, between the preseason and regular season. Like, I, I want to say if you go back through Peyton Manning's years with the Colts, they were – Oftentimes, like one and three, maybe zero oh and four, but they were never like a great team in preseason. No, the only team I've been a part of, and I think I've told you this, was Pete Carroll with the Seattle Seahawks. Like that dude was awesome, and he would always just say, even in practice, like their practices were so much fun because they were so intense and so competitive. And he would literally say in preseason games, he would just say, "He goes, look, it's not our job to ensure that they're ready." He goes, do you understand? We're going to go out there and kick their ass, and it's not our job to prepare, like be worried about whether or not they're ready, whether or not they're prepared. That's not our job. We're going to go out there, put our foot in the gas. We're not going to let up for four straight quarters. It. And it was just like, okay, like that's, that's how this thing is rolling. You know, It doesn't matter if you're up by however much. You're still throwing. You're still running. You're still doing everything you're trying to do. Uh, and that sort of mentality even the preseason was kind of refreshing for me. Uh, we are going to get to the streak that was broken in the world of sports. So you're not a big fan of excuses, correct? Like you're not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, you know, point the thumb, stop pointing the finger. That's my mantra. You know, point the thumb, blame it on yourself. Find something that you could have done better instead of making a bunch of half-ass excuses and why everybody else uh, caused whatever to happen to you. Take some account of responsibility, be accountable for your actions and be accountable for your faults and things. Um, that being said, the excuses must now go away for a certain group of people who have made a living going on social media the past several years and pointing out that Chris Paul teams continue to lose when Scott Foster is the official. All right. So um, according to uh, and this is a NBA ref stats on Twitter, uh, but there are other people that have corroborated this this statistic. Chris Paul teams have lost 11 straight playoff games when Scott Foster is the official. Now, all of that 
goes bye-bye because Chris Paul is a member of the Phoenix Suns, although he wasn't in the game last night. Scott Foster was the official, and the Phoenix Suns ended up winning that game. So that excuse, blaming Scott Foster for all the problems and the issues for Chris Paul-led teams, Brady Quinn, that goes bye-bye. The streak is over, and we are back to square one when it comes to Chris Paul teams versus Scott Foster. I think it's a great day, huge day uh, in the world of sports. Does this one count, though? He didn't even play in this game. Well, I mean, look, yeah, he didn't play, but it's a Chris Paul team. I mean, we're just being technical here. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think this one, this one might not necessarily qualify. I think the player has to be on the court on the team. I don't think it can just be his team. Was there an official who you knew, if this guy's working our game, we're screwed? At no, any point. I, no, no. I, I, honestly, I, I never felt that way. I, I, I will tell you this much. I did feel like, gosh, it must have been my – I think it was my first start at Notre Dame. I, I, there was an official where I remember I got – there was a safety blitz and um, uh, after the play – because he had hit me, obviously, as, as soon as I released the football. But then after as I was getting up, he shoved me back down. And I remember the official was right there. And I kind of looked at him. And the official just kind of said, just kind of shrugged his shoulders at me. And I go, wow, you're going to let that happen, huh? And so the rest of the game, I was just getting knocked around. This is back in 2003. (laughs) But I'll never forget, just thinking to myself, like, I'm not going to get a late hit. I'm not going to get any penalty called for me. These guys look at me as this young freshman, and they want me to, like, earn my keep. They want me to earn my way into it. And I do believe there is a degree of that. Even in professional sports with younger players versus older veteran players, the older guys get the calls. The younger players have to kind of earn their way. All right. I, I'm going to look into that. I want to see who the official was. I'm going to do my research. What do you think about that? Good luck, man. It's let, like 20 years ago. Let's expose that guy live here on the air. That's productive sports talk, Brady Quinn. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.